Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Squared Circle. That's right, I tell you what, tonight we've got a great card for you uh, here at the Battle of the Atom. This, as you know, is your weekly X-Men podcast. We have no holds barred. I tell you what, we are in our Attitude Era, and this is going to be a smackdown tonight. I am Zach Jenkins, and with me, as always, is my cohort here at the table, Adam Rack. Adam, how you feeling tonight? I'm riled up. I'm ready to beat some skulls in on this episode. It's going to be all about wrestling. It's going to be all about boxing. It's going to be all about punching faces in, and I'm excited to do you can't, it. You can't punch in wrestling, Adam. No, but we have some boxing You can't. In you this can't episode. do a closed fist. Yeah, I know, but one of our stories has boxing in it. So. Well, here's the here's the <laughs> here's the trick. We'll get to that story. I forgot that it was a boxing story and not a wrestling story. And given the context of that story and the series that it appears in, I actually don't feel bad about that. I feel like I was 100% valid. And then I read it and I was like, oh, dang, this is boxing. And then I was like, yeah, but this is still a good comic, though. This is a good, good comic. Yeah, we, uh, fun stuff. So um, all of our stories usually have some kind of fighting in them as they are superhero comic books. But this episode is all about wrestlers and a little bit of boxing at the end. It's mostly about wrestling and it's mostly about wrestling. Thanks to Patreon supporter, Jason Ayers, Jason, you can see every Saturday night, not Saturday. It's Friday on WWE Smackdown. He is the man in the ring yelling at, I don't know, Seamus to <laughs> stop doing his 10 spirits on people. You actually got to see Jason live recently. I did. I did. Uh, we got to connect very, very briefly. I Jason was Jason was kind enough to set me and my son up uh, to go out to a recent show of Smackdown, uh, which was a ton of fun. I'm not a big wrestling guy. I just never been part of my overall. And frankly, it's like 10 hours of content a week. I don't I don't have that in me, but it was an incredibly fun evening. My son had a blast. I got to see Ray Mysterio, a guy who I actually know. Uh, <laughs> I don't personally know Ray Mysterio. I do know when he does that spinny thing he does on the ropes and he kicks a guy and then flips and does all that stuff. It's really cool. <laughs> I did see a lady in Harley Quinn cosplay do a do a power bomb on with another lady onto a pile of steel chairs. Wow. I tuned in that night trying to find you guys in the crowd. And I think just based on where the camera was positioned, you guys were, you had great seats, but fantastic seats. I don't think the camera ever winds back around to where you were standing. We were, we were very much right outside of the camera perimeter, which is fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. Did I wear my most obnoxious yellow glasses just in case my friend saw me on television? Yes, that's not the point. It was it was a great time. Uh, if anyone else wants to give us sports tickets, we're more than happy to cover a sports themed episode for you. Uh, this was unrelated. This was not a pay to play situation. Jason's been a longtime friend and supporter of the podcast, and he did ask that we do an episode about wrestling. Jason, Jason, I know you're listening. There's not a lot of stories about wrestling in X Men. I looked. I went on the Marvel wiki. Uh, it was like, okay, they have a category for wrestlers. Let's look at every one of their appearances and figure out which of these we can categorize as X-Men stories. A challenge, if I do say so myself. Yeah, which means this episode has some very unique choices. And um, the, the first story is not what I think most of our listeners are expecting when they hear that we're doing wrestling this week. What is this first story, Zach? Well, this first story is not the oldest X-Men story involving wrestling. That is, of course, X-Men 8, where Unis the Untouchable and Beast do a wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we've this covered is, that. We have covered that. It was the first one I thought of, and I didn't want to talk about the second one I thought of just because no one wants to hear me talk about how I don't like the new X-Men kids. It's fine. <laughs> no one will have a good time. That's the thing. Oh, man. So uh, where are we going first? Oh, we're going to 1981, and we're going to the Disco Dazzler in Dazzler 13 by Danny Fingeroth and Frank Springer with Vinny Coletta on those inks. Uh, This is called Trial and Terror. 
Yeah, the cover uh, has Dazzler getting beaten down by some ladies in different wacky costumes, and it says, Trapped in Rikers Island Prison, Dazzler versus the Grapplers. They're gonna regret letting her get up again. <laughs> you know the Grapplers, right? Well, they're uh, led in this issue by um, a character that I think a lot of viewers might know from She-Hulk. They're being led by Titania. Um, I've not watched She-Hulk yet. You should. They're, I think we've talked about that. We, we have. They're like fifty. That. They're like fifty-minute episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my understanding is, is Titania in She-Hulk is not actually a professional wrestler. No, she's more of a uh, like an Instagram celeb, but uh, still has still has super strength and superpowers. Hey, that's, that's, can you see Jamil Jones or can you see She-Hulk Titania marrying Crusher Creel, <laughs> the Absorbing Man? Yes. Okay. Sure. Oh. Honestly, absolutely. Why not? Is the is the small is the small man that She Hulk cradles into bed Crusher Creel because he does look like Crusher Creel? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, that's. No. I don't that's think Crusher fine. Creel was on She Hulk. A huge, huge waste <laughs> of not having Crusher Creel in a thing. Crusher Creel rules. <laughs> The time he blew up a school bus full of children was not great. No. But we we don't have to remember that. We can just remember how good Crusher Creel is. A guy who is kind of a bad husband but does love his wife. Yes. It's kind of his a wife. Sandman-esque tragic character in some cases, you know? Uh, I mean, some cases. I just got to think of like I think Crusher Creel was going to do crimes one way or another. <laughs> there was no way that Crusher Creel was not the absorbing man, folks, as played by uh shoot. Who's the super crazy guy that played the absorbing man in the terrible Incredible Hulk movie? Oh, uh jeez. Mm, he was Hulk's me. dad in that, and that was weird. Yeah, but oh, it was Nick Nolte. It was Nick oh, Nolte. right. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Again, I okay. don't feel bad for saying that Nick Nolte was a crazy person. He's no Gary Busey, but uh, they... he's close. <laughs> he's like a three quarters Busey. <laughs> so a three quarters Busey would be a great wrestling move. Actually, someone write that down <laughs> or a unit of measurement. Um, so. Dazzler's in an interesting spot here because how she gets to Rikers Island is a direct consequence of what happened in one of the other Dazzler arcs that we covered where she became the Herald of Galactus. Fantastic. So great. I love it. <laughs> uh, the government's like, Dazzler, you killed Claw. <laughs> right. You murdered Claw, which is a very interesting thing for a 1981 Marvel comic to be grappling with. They're like, you did. He died. Now, it, it is absolutely wild because if we remember correctly, Dazzler like absorbed Claw because yes. he was like pure sonic frequency. And she was also, if I remember correctly, I mean, kind of voluntold, kind of abducted into Project Pegasus. Project Pegasus did not give her a lot of options. Here. No. So it's wild to see that they are going to pursue legal charges. Um, they show up at her apartment basically with, uh, you know, like ray guns and hazmat suits and are, are ready to take her away. Of course she runs. Okay, but we're missing the best part. That is directly after she gets broken up with her boyfriend in a public setting because she's Dazzler and her boyfriend is breaking up with her in public so she doesn't make a scene. And Dazzler says, oh, I'm going to make a scene, honey. <laughs> you know, uh, I really enjoyed the aspect of this book that was kind of like the down on her luck, Peter Parker style storytelling, where she is so desperate for a gig that she does a uh, birthday singing gram and, and goes to a construction site and sings in like a bellhop uniform. It's it's great. That is that is fantastic. Less fantastic is anything that has to do with Dazzler and her dad being disappointed. Mm, yeah, don't care. It's don't just, don't it, care. 
the soap opera stuff is very hit or miss, you know, in terms of who she's dating and, and that or whatever. But I did like the restaurant scene. And then, of course, they arrest her. And um, she's got one night in Rikers Island. She's too dangerous to be with general population. So they put her in Rikers Island where they're keeping all the supervillains. And then this turns into a sexploitation comic for like <laughs> 10 pages. It's I had. I I sent a couple of pages over to friend of the show and current exterminator writer Leah Williams and said, Leah, I would never accuse you of plagiarism. <laughs> Leah, had you read Dazzler 13, where Dazzler's prison uniform is barely covering her nipples? Mm. Or her butt. I mean, she is Oh no, this is a skimpy lady's they, prison uniform. Yeah. Well, and she's not the only one because the uh, the villains here are we are not all in just regular like prison outfits here. These ladies are full on in their like super villain slash wrestling garb with spikes and plates and it rules and it rules. It's a literal cage match. It it is crazy. Titania is like. About, up on a table, a chair on a table, uh, barking out commands, and they it just rules. The grapplers, to... yeah, go ahead. The grapplers, by the way, are Titania, Letha, Screaming Mimi, who, um, will later become Songbird, and like a whole big deal. Uh, I've not read Thunderbolts. It's like a hundred and some issues. I'm not reading it. It's fine. <laughs> I already know. Th- I already know the twist from issue one. I bet it's great. I I don't. I don't need to. Yeah, um, but she's here with her tutu and her face makeup, and I mean, if you know screaming Mimi and the fact that she screams, you know why she's in this Dazzler comic. <laughs> um, also, in here is Pound Cakes, the mean wrestling lady who was voiced by none other than Whoopi Goldberg in the oh. Modoc TV show. <laughs> I did not know that. That's great. Oh, it's um. What? Well, don't let don't let let Jordan hear you say that. But that was a real get for him. A real get for him. I bet. Uh, the character or Whoopi? Lil Column A, Lil Column B. <laughs> they they don't have Screaming Mimi in that show. They do have Angar the Screamer. Yeah. Which love rules. The, love that. I really hate that they didn't get a second season on that. But um, I. Some things are too good for this world. Yeah, it's true. Um, But you're. Uh, your comment about the scantily clad ladies as they beat each other. Um, there is a lot of under boob. <laughs> this <laughs> legitimately <laughs> might be the horniest comic I've seen from Marvel in a spell. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, Frank, Frank Springer is, uh, he is drawing what he wants to draw. And if there was any doubt that this sexy ladies wrestling was appealing to, you know, the target demo right now, 10 year old boys. Well, here it is. Here it is. What a wild thing in this comic. Like, yeah. It, it is so different. Like, you know, I said, I was giving Leo a hard time. It is very different than what's going on in the current exterminators because it's, it's the difference of like the male gaze versus female gaze. And, you know, who you're writing for, what you're writing to do and how you are empowering your characters in that writing. Sure. Uh, so the beatdown is the sort of main event of this issue. Um, and of course, because we have a character whose main power is screaming and we have a character who absorbs sound and transfers it into you know, powerful light and lasers. Um, Dazzler does eventually get the upper hand and knocks all of them out, uh, you know, before it's time to go to trial. A four on one beat down and Dazzler comes out on top, still undefeated. Yeah. Uh, she even is like, Hey, to the crowd that is, that is present for this is like, you want some <laughs> come and get it. And they're like, nah, she cuts a promo on the entire prison. Yeah. It rules. Hey, why aren't the grapplers used in more things? This is a great team. What they're, you, they're fun. They are very literal jobbers. Yeah. Like when you just need to fill a card or have your four or five pages of action in a book, 
use the grapplers more people. It's kind of awesome. It's like, hey, look, you can draw wrestling moves. If Daniel Warren Johnson can make it look good, so can you, (laughs) whoever Marvel has hired. Uh, So we have our our trial for act three of of this. And um, (laughs) did you think that the lawyer looked like Weird Al? <laughs> the lawyer didn't look like a person is the thing <laughs> he's the got lawyer... like ronald mcdonald red hair but it's like curly and he's got the little mustache it's so weird it's such a weird look he's dazzler's public defendant and he's like yeah i don't know toots i don't know if we can we can make this work anyway but he dazzler does wins yeah he, well it's more wendell vaughn aka quasar's like yeah, folks, she didn't murder this guy. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe the situation could have been handled differently. Who knows? He did knock me out, and I'm Quasar. <laughs> right. I right. have the Nega bands, or what, whatever bands Quasar has. So the jury does uh, uh, come back with a not guilty verdict, and everybody's happy, and just in time for... Dazzler to go off on her next adventure. So I, this was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed this issue quite a bit. I did too. Also before someone yells at me, it's the quantum bands. The Nega uh, bands are what captain Marvel has to transform uh, into Rick Jones. And I do believe that Al Ewing being Al Ewing combined the quantum bands with the Nega bands and his latest front of guardians of the galaxy. So Quasar can turn into Quasar. That is, Makes a lot of sense. There's I, two quasars. Yeah, there's right. there's Wendell Vaughn, and then there's the Nick Spencer character who had nothing going for her, so Al Ewing made her good, like he does with everything. Enough about Wendell Vaughn and his quantum mega mega bands. Um, let's <laughs> rank this bad boy. Uh, yeah, how do we do that on this show of ours? Oh, we rank comics on our show from best oh. to worst, X Men stories of all time. I don't know if we actually went over that in the intro because I was trying to cut a promo or an intro or something like that. Anyway, there are how many stories on this list, Adam? A whopping over 700. It's over 700. Yeah. Uh, the best story is House of X Powers 10. Uh, the 100th story is X Men Alpha Flight. Number 200 on our list is X Force, Volume 4, 11 through 15. Us first, them. Number 300 on this list is X Force 44, Enter the Purple Era. Number 400 on this list is X-Men Kingbreaker. Number 500 on this list is New Warriors 31, Who Mourns the Hellions. Number 600 is Axis Revolutions. Number three, a comic where Kitty robs a bank and Pepe LaFrage drew it. Uh, <laughs> X-Men Phoenix Legacy of Fire is at 700. Forgot we had to... Forgot about that one. Haven't thought about that one in a while. Been years since we've talked about it. <laughs> you ever think about how that was our first like good episode, though? Like that, Man. that was the one that made it click. sometimes you need some actual filth to just you know truly make it all happen truly a terrible terrible episode uh not terrible episode great episode terrible story um Mm. the drake was at the bottom where do we have other dazzler stuff all right so at 486 we have the herald of galactus story and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i like this better it's oddly better than dazzler herald of galactus a story that's not as fun as the title is or the concept where this is exactly as fun as the concept and the title. Yeah. Um, this this is a, a blast, I, I think. Um, just wondering how much higher. Like, I don't think I would put this above 461, the return of Adam X, the extreme, and things have never been deadlier. I probably wouldn't put it above Iceman Thawing Out mm. uh, from Iceman Volume 3. Um. I'd put it above Regen- X-Men Regenesis at 480 or 468. All right. So this can be our new 468. This is Dazzler uh, number 13. Check that out, folks. Ke- I bet if Kieran Gillen was reading this and rereading X-Men Regenesis, he'd be like, yeah, boys, you got it right. You did the right <laughs> thing there. <laughs> okay. So we had uh, some wrestling at Rikers Island. Um, and now... We have a really weird thing that in our second wrestling story that uh, I don't think we've ever covered anything from this group of books. We have never covered anything from this group of books. And that makes me, you know what? Actually, I'm going to say, I don't care that I've never uh, 
covered anything from these group of books. I even had one of the books from this universe. It's one of my first comics. Do not care about it at all. <laughs> We're talking about MC2. Yes. MC2. Uh, stories about children of X characters for the most part. Um, well, okay. So as we all know, the MC2, not a lot of people read it, but every one of those people who read it made comic books afterwards. Mm -hmm. That's an MC5 joke. It's fine. People, that's our second Motor City 5 joke uh, on this podcast. Thank you to all of our Motor City 5 fans. <laughs> um, no, uh, so the MC2 was a spinoff of what if number 105, which was what if Spider-Man and Mary Jane's child didn't die or wasn't kidnapped by Norman? I haven't read the Clone Saga. I don't want to. Here's what you need to know is Mayday, Mayday Parker, Parker is Spider-Man. And Mayday Parker became a hugely power uh, popular character to this day. I uh, was, you know, just listening to fans clamor over her return. At, Insane uh, that people are Comic Con. Um, Insane that people care when oh. Gwen is right there. <laughs> the other characters um, from MC2, I don't think really caught on very much. Um, no, because you you have to understand in M in the MC2 universe, there are the Uncanny X people led by Jubilee. Mm. As well as a next, which are the next Avengers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to them. Also, there's Wild Thing, a.k.a. Rena Logan, who is just kind of around. She first appears in the book J2 number five. We'll get to that. <laughs> well, we have to because we're going to be talking about J2. We're going to talk about J2. Because J2 is the son of Kane Marco. He is Juggernaut 2. Yeah. He's J2 is freaking weird. He's I, don't J2. Know how, <laughs> I don't know how to explain J2 uh, besides his name is Zane Yama. That's a weird name for Kane Marco's son. Zane and Kane. Why would you, why would your name be Zane if your dad's <laughs> name was Kane? Because you're in Zane in the mem Kane. That's not, that's, I, not, that's, not, that's, not how, that's not how names work. That's not how names work. That's not how names work. His mother is Sachiyama. Um, a character I have never heard of. I assume it's just his mom. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, wild child is, or uh, I shouldn't say wild, wild child, thing. No, this is wild thing. This is wild. Terrible thing. logo, by the way, terrible logo. Uh, and, and not a, a better character design. Uh, this is Rena Logan, uh, son of Logan daughter, um, daughter. What did I just say? Son. Sorry. Daughter. Son. He I kills all son. of his sons. He takes care of all of his daughters. Yeah. Um, so this issue is really just Rena and Logan kind of going through the woods and then howling at the moon. They also fight the Nagari. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and but Rena is, 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 is she the daughter of Electra? Oh yeah. You remember. Because so this is this is a Larry Hama and Ron Lim comic. Ron right. Lim, a guy who just recently did the art on a comic I got at an Indianapolis Colts game. <laughs> Ron Lim making that money. Ron Lim making that cheddar. Good for him. He draws the infinity gauntlet. Now he gets to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, this is she is the daughter of Electra with she has psychic claws. Right. They look like, like she's psy. like she's a Psylocke. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does. It looks like a sigh on her hand instead of Wolverine's three claws. <laughs> it is like when I saw Larry Hama wrote it, I was like, okay, I get it. This is Larry's OTP, Electra and Wolverine. That's mm -hmm. that's who he ships. I get it. She's a sexy ninja lady. He's Wolverine. Those are two of Larry Hama's favorite things. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the character design is less Lara from All New Wolverine. And more just they kind of cut the top of her head or her Wolverine hat off at her at her brow, like where, where her headband would be. And she kind of has like Wolverine meltdown hair. Is she a better or worse uh, design than Wolverina? Oh, boy, that's tough. Are you talking about? Wait, are you talking about Wolverina from um, what the? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, Wolverine uh, is is better, I think, by far. Wolverina is better than yeah. that. And when Wolverina is a better design than you, Wolverina, who's an insane design, <laughs> you've got some problems. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever clamoring for Wild Thing to come back from the multiverse. Nope. I no don't one think we cares. ever need to see this character again. Um, but sh- Honestly, the Wolverine and and Rena fighting the Nagari really isn't our main event because there is. Well, it's not. Can I? Can we talk about one last thing before we get to our main event here? Yes, please. Jim Novak, your lettering in this sucks. <laughs> your lettering is atrocious in this, like distractingly bad. You're a professional. Get it together, Jim Novak from 1999. Um. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. It's like, it's so big. Yeah. Why is the it, lettering so big? You know what it looks like? It looks like it's being drawn for a, uh, like a Pizza Hut mini comic or it something. It really does. <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying to think. Right? Yeah. So. Looks terrible. Is looks this terrible. A, is this one of those, like, flip it over comic books? Because we've got two stories here. Or is this just a backup feature with J2? This is a backup feature as Wild Thing first appeared in J2, such that J2 has a backup feature in Wild Thing. Okay. J2 is J2's Juggernaut 2. Um, is he a good what? character? That's a great question. No. What, why, why is J2's helmet, why is it so big? It's like distractingly tall for a, a normal noggin. J2 has a Juggernaut design, except for its silver Mm-hmm. And his helmet, instead of being wide, is tall. But <laughs> but that looks so dumb. Stupid. Looks so dumb. It's like he's just got a five head. Right. So J2's secret identity is sort of like a geeky Peter, Peter Parker uh, kind of nerdy guy um, who's really crushing on some ladies. And it's only when he turns into J2 that all the ladies are like, gosh. What a handsome giant bullet-headed man that is, <laughs> which is ridiculous cuz it looks dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. And then wouldn't you know it, while he's hanging out with A next, which are the next Avengers. Oh, I didn't mention another MC2 family that I love is the Fantastic 5. Yes, the Fantastic 5. They aren't in this comic. No, they are not. I just you can date this comic really good because Elijah, the the scroll. You can also date that it's Tom DeFalco joined. Tom DeFalco writes the J two part. Uh, Elijah, the the scroll that gaslit Johnny into almost marrying her. Yep, she's a yes. member of the Fantastic Five as one of the most important <laughs> people. It's a very X Men the End choice. I love it. Um, it's of the time, um, but who is J two going to fight uh, in the ring in this backup story, Zach? With one appearance ever, tag team, a <laughs> pair of former pro wrestlers who've been strong arming the local merchants until they were easily defeated by J2. <laughs> this lasts for two pages. I love that their weapons are straight up weights. They're just like <laughs> we wrestlers have barbells and we're going to we're going to try and hit you in the head with them. Of all of the listen, if you're going to do a wrestling themed supervillain team in mark my words you should it's great wrestling is a wrestling looks great in comics it -hmm. really does wrestlers have their own weapons they're very famous they're called chairs and they're (laughs) called i don't know what are those fluorescent light tubes sure i mean there's a variety of things they could use like their bodies um you know and yet it's up to j2 to like literally catch a free weight with his teeth <laughs> as part of his fight. He does catch a free weight with his teeth. <laughs> and bites it and and cracks it. So, man, this this J2 guy. Whew, as a guy with a, jaw issues, that part did hurt me physically. Yeah. yeah. So tag team uh, doesn't last long in their leotards. And, uh, you know, of course, the ladies like him. But J2's also... Um, I guess not really catching on that blue streak 
another superhero in this uh, story seems to seems to like him. Um, um no. Also, yeah. also he's like friends with Stinger, who is I don't actually know who she is in this. Like who makes up Stinger? But it's a great design, and it is very good that Stinger was brought into. Uh, oh, it is Cassie Lang. Oh, uh, okay. That it's great sense. that they. It's great that they made this Cassie's like regular costume and code name. Like that was digging. That was digging for some gold in the trash, and they found it. There are some fun MC2 concepts. I don't think that Wild Child or j2 are among them so let's um, bring wild child into <laughs> krakoa forget yeah, this not. old old man laura or whatever they found let's bring wild thing into this oh my god that'd be hilarious if it's <laughs> they went in is wild thing even <laughs> the worst of wolverine's daughters with stupid claws um i mean we really are not I don't think either of us are fans of the Charles Soul um, magic. Ren Duen. Yeah. I don't like yeah. her so much. She's pretty dumb. Yeah. This I comic's mean, dumb. This is a bad comic. This is just like when I think about a bad comic that's completely unmemorable and I don't enjoy myself reading it. That's what this is. Oh, yeah. No, this feels like a, a freebie you would get with like a, a, ser- a box of cereal or, or you know, a Campbell fact, label. I would argue, Adam, it's worse than most of the freebie X-Men comics that we have ranked on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't know if we specified this at the, at, when we started talking about this is Wild Child issue four. Oh, it's issue four. Yeah. It's I don't think we, one. I don't think we noted that. So why don't we try um, uh, list uh, ranking this I've on got, the list? I've got a I've got a starting point for. Us. OK, where, where Six, are you? 661 is X-Men Prelude to Perdition, a comic you got with the Cap or as a promo for the Capcom X-Men. I want to say Super NES game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's better. So is the X-Men Legends 2 Rise of Apocalypse. uh, X-Men Legends 2 Rise of Apocalypse one is better. Hey, Adam, is Axis better than this? I kind of think it might be. I mean, it I mean, it it is It, it definitely um, here's my this isn't like dazzler the movie where it just completely whiffs on a sensitive topic and is bad about it this I, isn't as bad as some of the other yeah, stuff. yeah yeah we're not getting into offensive territory here this is just kind of like a non-thing so i i would put it at, at least above 674 mutant x origins one which like this at least has a, a beginning middle and end like i can understand this as a story it does. And while I can't understand Wolverine in the X-Men volume two, one through six tomorrow, love never learns that does have really good Mahmoud Asar art where this has pretty bad Ron Lim art. Yeah. So this is going to be our new 674 wild child, wild thing, wild child, a different X-Men character. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, also not to be confused with the Marvel UK wild thing, which I also accidentally read for this. episode. Also not to be confused with the thing. <laughs> Yes, who is uh, the feature character in our last story today. And you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, this is an X-Men podcast. Why is the thing uh, the main character of your last story? What is this, Zach? Uh, This is Marvel 2 and 1 annual number 7. And they shall call him Champion. Champion. Yes. This this story has a significant amount of X-Men content in it. It sure does. Um, So... For it also folks, rules. This it story owns 100% fantastic. And I had uh, just reread Thanos Quest recently. So I had had some champion. Uh, speaking of Ron Lim, who does a great job with Thanos Quest. Um, Much better on Thanos Quest. Much yeah. better on that Indianapolis Colts comic. Very bad and wild <laughs> thing for. But so I've just been reading about the champion, and the champion is an interesting character. Um, who you're not you're saying champion singular, not champion like the champions of Los Angeles. No, different different champ. Champs. You're talking about the champion who is uh, one of the elders of the universe. Yes, the are you talking about Tycho Slatterus? He just likes going around winning. He all he does is win, 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 no matter what. Someone call him the John Cena of <laughs> the elders of the universe. 
And actually, hold on, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Be great casting. James Gunn should hire John Cena to play Trico Slatteris in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a move that would actually get me excited to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That would be great. I mean, I know this is going to be a boxing story, but the champion is very much like a wrestling character. He's he's I understand that belts in wrestling came from boxing, but also he's acting like a wrestler in this. He's cutting promos. He's selling out Madison Square Garden. He is just he's so (laughs) he's so goofy and good. And I love it. And you have to forgive me for forgetting that this was a uh, not a wrestling comic because uh, historically, and especially in Marvel 2-in-1 annual, or Marvel 2-in-1, the Thing does a lot of wrestling in the Unlimited mm-hmm. Class Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Uh, so Best Marvel well, concept that they're not using. Marvel, do more wrestling, actually. Yeah. Well, we did see the Thing box recently, didn't we? In his yeah, in, in the criminally underread Walter Mosley, uh, Tom Riley, the thing series. Yeah. Guys, so, by the way, unrelated to this, just if you like good comics, go read the thing comic that Walter Mosley did recently. It's truly a phenomenal comic. He does fight the champion in that one also. <laughs> oh, he he's definitely read this issue and enjoyed it quite a bit. So this is because it's Falcon. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom DeFalco on, on script. Ron Wilson on pencils, a uh, bunch of bunch of anchors, Jim Novak, who you, you just insulted, uh, did the letters here. And, Does a better uh, job on the letters here. Much better. And George Russo's on colors. So um, the thing is just, you know, going about his business. He's Be getting sculpted by Alicia and um, just he gets, he gets approached by a dude with a bowler cap and some extra bug arms. <laughs> Yeah, this is the promoter. Yeah, Proja the promoter. Proja the promoter also rules. And you might (laughs) think, oh no, he's going to take him to like an alien gladiatorial combat arena and they're going to do evil things. Nah, Proja the promoter literally just tries to find matches for uh, Trico Slatteris, the champion, one of the elders of the universe. Because the champion's entire deal is that all he wants to do is Goku style fight everybody. He yeah. wants to be the best fighter. And he's like, guys, I've been doing this for so long. No one's a good fighter anymore. No one's even close to as good as me. So I go around to all these planets. I find all their strongest dudes and I fight them. It's, no one uh... has lasted a round. <laughs> no one has lasted a single round against the champion. Yeah. So um, what Proja does is he assembles Earth's strongest uh, fighters, superheroes, and they include the Hulk, Namor, Sasquatch, Wonder Man, recently cast in the MCU. Let's go back to that in just one second. <laughs> and for our purposes, that makes this an X-Men comic, because we do get some X-Men uh, content here. Colossus is part of the uh, the bill in this fight. Also, also Doc Samson. Yes, I'm sorry. Doc Samson does get... uh, He gets eliminated earlier. And Thor. Thor is here. He also gets disqualified because he uses his hammer. And Thor's like, I literally can't not use my hammer. (laughs) If I I put this down, I'm not Thor anymore. (laughs) You have to understand the hammer is so important. Let's go back to uh, Wonder Man and how I'm so mad that they... Marvel, why do you keep hiring really good black actors that are awesome to play characters that I absolutely actively despise? <laughs> Kang the Conqueror, Wonder Man, the freaking high evolutionary. Y'all, I don't care about any of them. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? I uh, am very curious to see what Abdul Mateen II does with Wonder Man because, I mean, having seen him in a variety of things and, and he's done other superhero stuff before. It doesn't matter what he does. He's an amazing actor. And I, as I think most people think of wonder man as the butt of jokes, but as some of our slack colleagues keep reminding us, they did make Ant-Man into the best franchise in the MCU. So Ant-Man's okay. One, all of you guys who are like film people have decided to go and be like, Oh yeah. Ant-Man's the best when it's, 
the most basic boring movie uh, oh. from a cinematography standpoint. It's just, it's, I, I have nothing. Yes. There's so many other cinema. T- <laughs> it's no, not. Listen, all the Marvel Ant-Man. movies are pretty bad to be. I've, uh, anyway. I've turned on them. Hold on, everyone. Just wait. Very soon there will be a uh, complete and comprehensive ranking of all of the Marvel movies as compiled by me. Uh, so you can get my unfiltered opinions there. That's content. I get paid for that. That doesn't come out for free. Yes. Okay. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. But our competitors here get uh, teleported with, I, I really feel bad for Nightcrawler, the BAMF sound effect here uh, that, that it gets used to teleport them, except it's got two Fs. Because it's Bamf-f-f-f. not Nightcrawler's BAMF. It's a different BAMF. <laughs> different BAMF. Um, they all they all have to go and they've just got a gym. He's like Proja the promoter's like, y'all can train here. Uh the champion will be out in a bit, and we we're gonna fight. And this isn't just like a fight. The champion goes all out. Proja deserves a friggin' raise. Immediately, immediately books Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Hires an entire staff to deal with this. I an loved, entire team of bookies. I love these little trainer guys that that should have gotten their own little toy line. They're all these little aliens that are about half the size of our main characters. They're great. They're they're sassy. They're mean. They're like, yeah, you ugly ugly people. You gotta fight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Ben Grimm. You're really freaking ugly. You think you're gonna fight the champion? <laughs> So cut to the X-Men. They're really worried about where Colossus is. Kitty is she did like, just disappear. Kitty is crying. She's like, what happened to my sometime on and off again? It was 1982. Crush. They were they were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when the fight actually goes down, as we noted, several of our fighters do get disqualified. Um, and it's really going to come down to uh, Colossus does a pretty good job. Colossus is noted as one being young and inexperienced because Mm -hmm. he is the youngest. And then two, he almost goes a whole round with the champion and he's the champion even says, no one's done that in like a really (laughs) long time. This was a great fight. Good job, Colossus. I'm really proud of you. Colossus is being carried out on a stretcher at this point. The champion (laughs) is so proud of this boy and we are too. All the X-Men are in Madison Square Garden. Wolverine and Cyclops do try and stop the fight before it happens, but they cannot make it through. Yeah. The, the, they the, are wearing the, trench coats over their costumes in the <laughs> best design that has ever happened. Anytime, forget the stupid Kevin Feige, like, baseball cap costume. More people should be the thing or Raphael the Ninja Turtle style wearing <laughs> trench, trench coats coat. and hats over their costumes to not stand out. Would be great. Uh, speaking of, we get it. Uh, the thing is our main contender here uh, for the final round. And he's got his, you know, his Rocky robe on. He's got his, his, uh, his stone fists wrapped up with tape and he's ready to go. It looks so good too. It really does. It really does. Um, and the thing, you know what? He is not going to give up. He keeps getting knocked down and uh, you know, the, Champion may win the fight, but he is so impressed with the thing and the things, you know, because Colossus is like, um, he, he's not going to give up, but he eventually can't defend himself anymore. Yeah, Colossus, says, Colossus can't do it anymore. Right. He's, the his, thing, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right. The thing is like, no, I'm, I'm getting back up. <laughs> the thing gets through round one. No one's done that. Right. The thing gets through round two. No one's done that. Yeah. Round three, the thing gets through it. Round four, he is battered, bloodied, beaten, knocked down, knocked out. The ref calls the fight. In the thing, as he's crawling towards the champion of the universe, says, this fight ain't over. Not by a long <laughs> shot. You only won on a technicality. You didn't really beat me. You'll never beat me. I'm just too stupid and ugly to know when to quit. And it's the best line. That it's, you know, when Spider-Man lifts the heavy thing in yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 33. It feels, feels good like that. 
it feels good like that because mm-hmm. the champion is in on it as well. And he's like, yeah, I know. I just wanted to have a good fight. And you gave me the best fight I've had in a while. I could beat your butt so hard all the time, but I can literally never break your fighting spirit. You are incredible. Uh, I love you so much. And I'm going to give you a rematch. You got to heal yourself, though. Oh, my gosh. I beat you up <laughs> so much and broke so many bones. Yeah, and an added benefit to uh, our heroes, especially the Thing, having uh, defeated this uh, this alien, is that Earth doesn't get destroyed, which is fantastic. Mm, yeah, there were stakes to this. Yeah, <laughs> there were stakes to this that we forgot. It was. It's important. What's important here is that Ben Graham is the best. puts up a good fight. Colossus is a good boy who tries his hardest. He did uh, a great job, and uh, I think you know clearly this is the best of our stories this week. <laughs> What's very funny is the next issue of Marvel two and one, mm-hmm. not annual, just the regular one. Uh, it's it's about the thing being in a hospital room and all this oh. <laughs> because he got beat up really bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and I love the thing. And I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed this quite a bit. So Great I'm curious, comic. curious to see where you'd put it on the list. Where do we have Howard the Duck? Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, Howard has got to be somewhere in the 200s. 130. Right? Oh, Howard, he's up in the 100s. Okay. Howard the Duck, volume six, eight through 11, which is the last part of the Chip Zdarsky Howard the Duck, mm-hmm. is at 130. I think this is better than that. I do too. And uh, for listeners who are not looking at the list, um, who might be Inferno fans, that's at 131. I think this is better than that. Um, yeah, I think I think these are both better than those I think the thing story is better than both of those. Yeah. Um, I'm just working my way up. I don't think it's better than Pizza Hut X-Men. Yeah, but I don't think this is better than Messiah War at 117. Messiah War? Hold on. Messiah War? Not Messiah Complex? Messiah War? All right. All right. All right. right. Um, I I wanted to make sure we were talking about the same. It's definitely not better than 110 Executioner Song. Um, I wouldn't put it ahead of 112 X Force's assault on Gray Malkin. Um, I'll put it above Empire X Men. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's probably right there. I think for the purposes of this list, it this is about as high as it could ever possibly go because it just it. What do we have that's higher than this that has? tangential x-men content i guess that iron fist number 15 mighty thor but that's at 93 iron fist but that's an x-men comic that iron, iron fist, fist 90 iron fist 15 is a chris claremont john bird x-men comic that iron fist is also in yeah you're right yeah so uh, uh, but listen if yeah, we're gonna have this one feels where, good this feels if, right yeah if, if we're gonna have one that's just like colossus is there doing a really good cameo uh, I feel like that's a great place. People should read this comic. Like this screams what's great about Marvel comics. This is such a Marvel comic comic. The problem is the thing is the best Marvel character. Yeah. They'll never get I mean, that right in the movies. I, I never. How do they, how do they not have not figure out that? Oh, he is the best. He's just the best character. <laughs> he is He's the you heart how, and soul of the Marvel we, universe. Have we talked about how I don't like the don't really like the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies before? Yeah, I didn't understand that though. I I, I, I don't like I don't like them because I don't think they get Hellboy right. Uh, because yeah, yeah. I think Hellboy, Hellboy is, a bit is more the thing. Brooding. No, <laughs> Hellboy's the thing in Guillermo del Toro's uh, Hellboy movies. Though he's yeah. exactly the thing. I listen. There's definitely some different uh, variations on those characters, but Michael uh, Chiklis was actually a really good the thing. He was just in terrible movies. Yeah, I mean, he just looks like a Nerf uh, football. So terrible, terrible design on that. Like, I buy Michael Chiklis as the thing. Like, sure. when I saw that, I was like, oh, the guy from what is it, The Shield? Yeah. Is that the was that his yeah. cop show? Yeah, yeah. Great casting for the thing. Find me who's the biggest, toughest, dumbest, ugliest dude to play the thing. Honestly, not John Cena. John Cena is too charming. Oh, for the no, thing. no, 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 no. The no. thing needs to have a curmudgeonliness to him. Yes. 
we're not going to be able to fan cast this properly right now. I don't. Think. I don't actually know any actors. Yeah, I, I'm going to. It's need not a, David a Harbor, that's for sure, and that's going to be that's nope. going to be people's gut choice, and that's wrong. No, another car- another actor who has played Hellboy, but in a very terrible way. That movie. I'm I'm staring at my complete Hellboy library editions right now. That movie I could not finish. Yeah, not good. Truly just a waste of everybody's time. Hey, Jason Ayers, thank you for not wasting everybody's time by having a fantastic request here. This one was great. I had a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, neither you or I got hit over the head with a chair. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Folks, if you want to be like Jason, you can give us tickets to any sporting event (laughs) that you want. Any one of them. Or Taylor and Swift concert, you know, whatever. Really, you want. anything, any ticketed <laughs> event, if you just want to comp us something, we're not going to say no. Yeah. Uh, though I do want to take this time on the air because I know he listened. Jason, thank you very much. It was an incredibly, incredibly generous and nice gift. And it made memories for my family that my son will uh, talk about for years. Oh, uh, so nice. So nice. Uh, if you want to be like Jason, patreon.com slash comics XF, you can give us some money and then we will um, talk about some comics you like or don't like (laughs) or comics that we don't like, but you like, those are always uncomfortable for us. (laughs) When someone's like, Oh, this is my favorite. I, it means so much to me. I'm like, you have terrible tastes. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do about this. Okay. Always makes for a memorable episode. It's always, it always makes for a memorable episode. You can go do that. Uh, There's a bunch of stuff on comics XF. Go check that out. Um, Go watch. Go watch WWE SmackDown if you want some Jason content in your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he does a great job. Uh, actually, no, I'll take that back. He does a terrible job refereeing these matches. I saw so many bad calls, Jason. It's just like, one of the, it, it was a, there was a tag team and one of the wrestlers was on the sides and they were talking to you and you just took your eyes off the action and someone else come, come out and just cold cock somebody. Like, what are you doing? Keep your <laughs> eyes on the ring, bud. Oh, <laughs> Zach. These are wrestling jokes, I think. Yes, yes. One of our wrestling fan friends is going to be like, Zach, you got so many things wrong about wrestling. <laughs> oh, boy. Adam, what do you got going on? Are you wrestling anybody recently? I am not, but uh, I failed to mention on our last episode that I actually have a comic book that just came out. Um, so a collaboration with uh, the artist Marcelo Biot, and uh, it's called Black Square. Um, you can get a copy at adamrec.gumroad.com. Um, I have the link floating over on my Twitter account. We'll throw it in the episode notes. We'll throw it in the episode notes. Yeah. Go check it out. Um, $4.99 gets you the, the comic. It gets you some progress artwork from uh, Mr. Biot and also the script. So I'm hoping you'll check Fantastic. it out. Fantastic. Guys, go check out this comic. I really enjoyed it. You know that me and Adam became friends because I liked Adam's comics. Um, and guess what? I continue. I continue to like Adam's comics. Well, thank you. Uh, may more to come. And uh, what do we got going on next week, Zach? That's a great question. Adam, why did I, sh- why did I close out that thing? What are we talking about <laughs> next week, Adam? I see a note here that says Beast Gone Bad. Is that correct? <sighs> yeah, we're going to talk about sometimes Beast did a bad thing. All right. Until then, folks, this has been Battle of the Adam. We hope you survived the experience. Get it! 